Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the EFL Fantasy Podcast. My name is Angus. And my name is Dan. And we're back with a game week review. Uh, I feel like we haven't done a proper sort of game week review in a while. I'm looking forward to sort of actually reviewing game week 37. Unfortunately, uh, there are a number of games we were like, oh yeah, we're going to get be able to do a full game week review. Some of the games will not be getting a full review. <laughs> <laughs> or the full review won't take very long. Um, but yeah, that is game week 37, another game week in the books. You know, we're... Flying towards the finish now. Um, how did you do this week, Dan? Yeah, very good week for me. Uh, 97 minus four. Um, Captain Mitrovic uh, for four points. Vice Captain Solanke for 16. Uh, Spence 16. McNair 9. Zamora after coming on, after being benched, six points. Carvalho 10. Harry Wilson 12. And Victor, 13. Um, if, to be honest, if I wasn't planning towards um, blank game week uh, 39, Victor was probably going to go, but I just didn't think it was warranted another, a minus eight. I'd already took out Drama and Billing for Patterson and Mc, McNamara from... Um, Millwall. So yeah, I'm very, very good game week. Um, only having one Sheffield United, and I think a lot of people had three, um, was one of the main reasons. And also, Johnson didn't go off. Brennan Johnson, me not owning him, I think I got away with it to be honest. Yeah, um, mixed game week for me. <laughs> At eighty minus four, so seventy six, which uh, was a green arrow. Um, I'm up from uh, 75th to 67th. Um, a little bit of a case of what if. You know, I had Spence, who I brought in this week. He got me 16, McNair 9. Ingram in goal with a nice 6. Uh, Carvalho 10, Wilson 12. I bought and vice-captained Brennan Johnson, which there won't. There also won't be many times where Forrest score four goals and Brennan Johnson doesn't have a single return. Um, I just had the one Sheffield United... Gibbs White, uh, Captain Dmitrovic, and I had Solanke, but I benched Victor, which is obviously the, yeah. the sort of stinger there. Um, I also had Toffolo, who I feel a little bit robbed on, uh, <laughs> but we'll get into that in when we get into the game review. I feel a little bit robbed on uh, his points, but uh, and Carvalho and Wilson, obviously, uh, we'll talk about Wilson the goal and the miss in terms of what could have been there. But yeah, it's green arrow and particularly it feels like a bit more of a bonus given that I benched Victor and still got a green arrow. Like I'd, I'd probably be more annoyed about it if it had sort of cost me a green arrow. Obviously it could have been better, but it still sort of feels like, you know, oh, it's a good week because I got away with that. Um, so, so yeah, um, not terrible, not great. But, you know, a green arrow is a green arrow. And uh, not really sure what I'm aiming towards now, but uh, <laughs> when I work it out, I'll, I'll let people know. Um, I, I, I don't think I said that I actually got a green arrow up to 158, 30 places. So very, very good week for yeah. me. Um, but we'll, we'll dive into the games in terms of the, you know, the, the, the games to, that we're going to cover here. Um, so the first one that we've got, 
speaking of the Sheffield United assets and Victor, is Coventry 4, Sheffield United 1. Uh, so, Dan, kick us off on, on this one. Yeah, a bit of a shock result, this. Um, Coventry have been quite good against the better sides. Um, and I think they've got the potential to do this to a lot of sides. Um, with the front, they're very attacking, and with that front three of Victor, uh, Gordon, and O'Hare, they can click. Uh, it's normally the end product that lets them down, especially O'Hare. Uh, I think I called him a troll, and uh, he is, and this is why, because he should be getting attacking returns so often, where it's goals or assists. Obviously, in this game, he got two goals and an assist, as you mentioned, Victor, and a goal and assist. Um, but it's it's just this crazy playoff race. We, we, we've been discussing all day um, that everyone are just everyone's just taking points of everyone, and it's just on the day whoever gets that little bit of luck or scores a wonder goal or or things like that will, will determine who makes the playoffs. I think we reckon all the way down to probably eleven mil are probably in the race at the minute. Um, so it's just, it's just bonkers. Um, Sheffield United, I just thought, I think they've got a few injuries, especially in defence. They were, they were getting done with the ball over the top, that the, the line was too high. Um, they, were, they were playing Osborne right wing backs, not ideal. Um, a couple of, I think, a youngster at right centre back, Gordon. They had to recall another another player so they're struggling with numbers so yeah i think it might just be a day one of those days but they need a few of their players back i think yeah yeah i mean i think uh fodderingham was at fault at one for one of the goals really a poor moment i think it was o'hare's first but uh it's worth saying that coventry scored four and wes fodderingham made 10 saves as well um, you know, for gaffer purposes, Foddering still scored three points despite conceding four goals because he got three <laughs> save points. Um, you know, it, it's illustrative of that, though. I was looking up the, the sort of XG. Uh, don't worry, it's not going to become a purely XG show now that Jamie's gone. But uh, I was intrigued because I was just sort of like, this felt like a massive amount of chances. I think they had something like 27 shots, 14 on target or something. And they did rack up four XG against uh, Sheffield United as well. So it's kind of illustrative of like, yeah, Sheffield United were having issues and Coventry just exploited them really. Like part of that is just when you have 27 shots, you're going to rack up sort of that those sorts of numbers. But um, yeah, it's uh, Sheffield United need a few players back and Coventry will probably go and lose in midweek after doing that. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah, XG is a funny one. I, I like to go with big chances more because XG can, like you say, can rack up from long tr- uh, shots and things like that. I've just checked it. Coventry had eight big chances. Yeah. No, so, it, it, <laughs> yeah, they, they deserve to win this. Um, are you happy with your Sheffield United players going forward, Angus? Yeah, I've just got Morgan Gibbs-White and yes. that's fine. Yes, so do I. <laughs> 
a lot. Of, oh, I've a got lot John Egan. I forgot I got John Egan because I benched him. <laughs> what a great benching that was. I'm annoyed about the Victor benching. At least I benched John Egan zero. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, John Egan's a funny one. I mean, we've talked about him before. You know, he's safe. He's not going to get you a lot. I mean, I know he got an, me assist an assist last week, but he's not gonna. He's not going to get a lot. He's going to tick over. Like, there's going to be games like this where, you know, the odd one is always going to creep in. You know, it happens to everyone. Um, but yeah, I mean, Blackpool next. Blackpool are a decent team, but you know, you'd think, particularly after the wake up call of this one, that they'll sort of, you know, look to bounce back. Then they play. Barnsley, who we'll talk about, then they double. Like, I, I don't really like unless they've got a bad double. I don't really want to be selling anyone that has a double in forty at this point. They've got um, uh, Stoke and QPR. Yeah, which like isn't an amazing double, but it's not a bad double either. So, yeah, yeah it's, it's Egan and Gibbs White. That's that's not a problem for me. Yeah, and we were really high on Billy Sharp, and I think a lot of people brought in Billy Sharp as well, and then. Just typical gaffer. But yeah. O'Hare, I couldn't believe it. Because <laughs> I've had O'Hare numerous times and I think I got the odd assist. And uh, I know I know someone, I can't remember who it was, uh, sold him for a minus four because I said he was a troll. <laughs> yeah. Um, Victor, uh, part of me is tempted to sell him just because I'm annoyed at benching him, but... Uh, I don't think I will, and then more. I'm, I'm like keeping more. I'm happy enough there to bench him and start him as and when. Like it's not a problem, but um, yeah, I wouldn't necessarily be piling into the Coventry assets if you don't have them now. But they're perfectly fine to have. You know, your your Victors, your even O'Hare, but like you know, your Matsons, your. I know people have gone into the centre backs, not just McFadden, but people like um, Clark Salter, I think, as well, which who are perfectly fine to have as well. I think uh, you know they're a team where it's uh, it's perfectly fine to have their assets in there. Um, so yeah, um, I don't think people will be looking to move on too much from those. Uh, but we'll move on to uh, the Friday night game: West Brom two, Huddersfield two. Um, I'll I'll start on this one. Um, Huddersfield. I mean, there's just so many different things you can say about this game. Huddersfield went two nil up, largely thanks to uh, Sam Johnston. Um, I've seen the first goal. Um, I don't, I don't know how many times now, and it still makes me laugh watching it. Um, for for people like that's you know it really is that whole. That's why strikers like chase down goalkeepers because you know there's going to be that one time where you ch- like Danny Ward where you charge it down and it goes into the goal, um, and then the second goal you know O'Brien uh, sort of playing on the left hand side in this one, uh, getting forward. It's a relatively simple shot. Like Johnston needs to do better there, and uh, he spills it out straight toward who. Who gets his second? And uh, I said I felt a bit robbed on uh, Toffolo's points. Um, we might as well talk about it now. It was one of the worst decisions of the weekend. I mean, there were a number of them this weekend, 
But... And, and do you know what the funny thing is? That's not even the worst decision. Oh, no, no, no. We'll, we'll get on to the worst <laughs> decision. But the penalty to West Brom for a high foot by Sorba Thomas. Sorba Thomas goes in. He wins the ball and uh, drops his foot, basically. He actually does exactly the right thing in that he goes in, prods the ball away and drops his foot down. By the time Mauer, who is ducking, gets to him, at highest, Thomas's foot is at like his knee height by then, doesn't actually make contact with him at all. Mauer goes down holding his face, and the referee gives a penalty. It's just absurd. <laughs> and uh, Huddersfield were basically cruising at that point, and uh, it completely changed the game. All of a sudden, like West Brom were flying, they got a goal a minute later through Andy Carroll, a good header. And uh, Huddersfield were almost hanging on at the end. Um, well, they, both, they both had a chance, yeah. didn't they? Robinson hit, hit, the, hit bar, the bar. And then Carroll cleared off the line. <laughs> it would have been yeah. a goal. Um, I thought it was going to be nil-nil. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't expecting goals. Um, I know we had one prediction in the chat. I think it was from Kaza who said uh, that it was going to be 2-0 to Huddersfield and he was nearly right yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah West Brom I thought they were actually okay in this game I mean you know Huddersfield were, were handling them pretty well for a while but I just <laughs> I'm gonna say, I don't really get them I don't uh, like they should be better They've brought in Steve Bruce. It hasn't really improved anything. Like, I mean, now they're just sort of drifting to the end of the season, I would assume. I mean, I said on Twitter, yeah, I don't know I whether so. this is going to send them on a little bit of a run or whether they're going to drift uh, to the end of the season. I think I've got a couple of responses saying drift along to the end of the season, but... Um, they're they're a very awkward one. Huddersfield will obviously feel a bit disappointed, particularly given the position they were in. Um, but they're still in a good position in the playoff spot. So, uh, what did you make of this one? Yeah, pretty much the same as you. Uh, I, I thought it was quite interesting. I was checking to see how many goals uh, Danny Ward has. He's got thirteen. Yeah, he's it's just like he's gone under the radar, just pretty much the same as Huddersfield. Um. It was a shame they couldn't hold on because that would have put quite a bit of pressure on Bournemouth. Um, but that wasn't to be. But, yeah. Are you going to go for any any players for West Brom or Huddersfield, apart from Toffolo? Um, no, is the simple answer. Um, I've still got Toffolo. Um, I'm happy to have Toffolo. Um, I may well come off him in 40 because he doesn't have a double. Um, but and I'll probably um, not have him starting in 39 when they play Bournemouth either. Um, but I'm not looking to bring in West Brom. Um, I feel better with no West Brom players in my team. <laughs> um, and yeah, I, I don't, I don't like, I mean, I know Townsend does well and everything, but like, I, it's almost I look at it now, I don't know where I'd go in their team. There's so many, even defenders, there's so many I want ahead of Townsend that yeah. um, I just don't see it with West Brom at the moment. Um, if people have Townsend, I think he's a perfectly fine hold, but 
I'm I'm certainly not rushing to go back there. Uh, what about you? Yeah, pretty much the same. I thought it was interesting how Robinson and Grant played as a two up yeah. front. Uh, we, we've seen all all season that they've got quite a good link up together, but yeah, I've, I've been burned by those two so <laughs> much so often this season. I'm going nowhere near them. Yeah, I'm not sure anyone uh, like can bring themselves to go with those guys again. Uh, like you say, quite a few have been burned. Uh, but the next game we've got, um, obviously, d- slightly disappointing one for me. Um, well, half disappointing, half very good, given that I bought two players from this team. Uh, Forest 4, Reading 0. Uh, Dan, why don't you kick us off from Forest Reading? So, Ince has just done the team tour before you go out. Right, lads, keep it tight, first 10. Now, whether it, they thought it was 10 seconds, I'm not sure, because they scored 17 seconds in. Um <laughs> Davis assist Spence. Um, but yeah, t- two goals for Davis, two assists by Spence. Um, look, if you've got Johnson, very unlucky. Um, as as we said yesterday and you said today, another day Johnson's on on a double figures and that vice captain or captain looks really good. Um, we've talked about Forrest enough. I... I they're going to be close to that playoffs. Will the FA Cup slow them down? I'm, I'm not sure. Um, obviously, they've got the blank in 39, so it puts a few people in uh, tricky uh, positions. I think you are, uh, as an underhaul, were right to get Spence and Johnson back in. Um, I had Spence just because I sold two others before him. Um so, yeah, Forrest, I think Johnson's a good option. Well, probably one of the best players in the game at the price. Spence is good. Um, they, even Davis, I think, is is an interesting option. Uh, although, not not sure if they've got too many kind fixtures. Reading's probably one of the best you can get, and he's you might have missed the points. Uh, going on Reading, though, no Swift. Xiao on the bench. It's just one player of the month. I don't know how he won player of the month, but he, they bench him. Um, Int starts his son. <laughs> they they did have Dan and Morrison as, as centre-backs, which I think in the long term could be pretty decent. But, yeah, look, this is, this is bad for Reading. And the fact that they got hammered means that their goal difference is is now worse than Barnsley's. Um, so yeah, just tar- Reading are definitely a team to target. And Forest are probably don't bring any players in with uh, blank game week thirty nine. But yeah, definitely, definitely players on the shortlist. Yeah, I mean you've you've outed my strategy now. Yes. Uh... I've decided my final boost is I'm going to underhaul in 39. I looked at it. I had sort of six players blanking that week. I had decided that, like, I I was really unhappy with the fact that, like, you know, I'd sold Brennan Johnson for game week 36. I wanted him back. I wanted Spence in. Um, I've actually sold two players who blank in 39 to buy two players who blank in 39. But I was just looking at it and I was like... 
No, like, it makes my life so much easier and just makes me feel so much better to not have to make my moves based on 39. So I'm yeah. I'm going to be underhauling that week, which means, yeah, um, I went with Spence and Johnson this week. I put the vice captain on Johnson. I feel sort of a little bit, you know, unfortunate there. Um, but then I look at, you know, Spence's points and it makes me feel much better. Uh, like you say, Keenan Davis, another decent option. Um <laughs> Steve Cook picked up an injury, which obviously might be big for them. Um, so it'd be interesting to see how long he's out um, and what they do as a consequence of that. Um, they do have a couple of different options that they could go with, but obviously he could be a big loss for them. Um, you know, like you say, the 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 instant sort of goal. I mean, it's a good pass from Joe Worrell as well. We're talking about the the opening goals. It was very good pass from Joe Worrell to set Spencer way down the right. But you know, he's got a significant gap to thread it through there so early. It's just like yeah. Um, but yeah, Forrest. I think you know it's unfortunate they've got the blank um, people who are on something like an underhaul thirty nine strategy like me can obviously still be looking at them. If not, I think you will be looking to get them in game week forty. Um, the likes of Johnson, the likes of Spence. If if you can get away with benching them in thirty nine, then great. Otherwise, you will be looking to get them in um, as soon as possible. Uh, yeah, they got Reading, Black, yeah. Blackpool and Coventry forty. Yeah. Um, yeah. Reading are terrible. Like they they if they stay up, it will be because three teams below them are worse. I, I feel bad. Um, I've come across some very nice Reading fans on Twitter, but uh, um, they they really don't seem up to much at the moment. Um, I saw that it had reached the point, I'll shout out um, Ben Waite, who I think had gone to watch Reading at the weekend uh, in this game, had gone uh, as one of the away fans. And apparently before the game... Um, they were celebrating Fulham's equaliser while waiting for the game, uh, which shows which shows where things are for them at this point as well. That they were sort of celebrating Fulham's equaliser against Barnsley. Uh, well, they're actually quite lucky. Not so much the Fulham goal, but the Stoke goal the the other week. Otherwise, they'd be right in it, but Barnsley. Yeah. Um, and so I do think there is a concern there. Um, the Swift thing, they kept very quiet. Um, it turns out he had COVID. Again? Yeah. Wow. Um, and I think it was uh, McIntyre. There were two of them anyway that had COVID. Um, and they're not sure. They're not even sure whether they'll be back for midweek either. Um, because I think it was late on in the week. Um but yeah, you know the the Joao being benched, you know it's it's not great. Um, like beyond the conceding early as well, like conceding early changes the course of the game. But you know, there there wasn't much of a fight. It didn't feel like the. I mean, you know, I've only sort of seen the highlights, but it didn't strike me that there was a lot of a fight put up. Um, which you would expect, you would have expected that sort of reaction of Paul Lintz to be able to 
get that sort of reaction with the players. We had tactical questions, but you thought, okay, he's at least going to get them to sort of like fight and whatever. Um, you know, maybe the highlights were a little bit misleading, but uh, yeah, I'd be worried about them if, if you know, because Barnsley do look better at the moment. If Barnsley start to pick up a few points, um, I'd be a bit worried if I were them. Um I'm not. I'm not going to ask whether you're looking at at, at anyone for Reading in a gaffer. No. Um, you have one, two, Forest. I have Spence. And is your plan just to sort of bench him in thirty nine or? Yeah. Um, yeah. It's between him or McNair. One of them will get benched. It's or and one will get sold. So. So we'll move on to our next game, uh, which is Peterborough 2, Stoke 2. Um, I think this was supposed to be moved down, but I'll leave it here because um, I'm sure Jamie would rather that we didn't discuss this game at all. (laughs) But uh, we we were talking about it beforehand and uh, we were half joking, half serious, saying that like Peterborough could get something out of this game. And, you know, we talked about Barnsley and against Stoke conceding a a sort of late equaliser. I mean, Peterborough, they got one against Stoke this time, but it it wasn't great for Stoke again. But, uh, yeah, talk to us about Peterborough-Stoke. Well, I don't have too much to say about it because I just don't think there's any options apart from maybe Stoke with Baker, with him just... He's quite cheap and he's on pens and everything. Clark Harris got two goals. Um, I think that they're, they're sort of lining up a bit better, yeah. but I, they look a bit look a bit more balanced in there. But they're still conceding goals, aren't they? And I don't know. Um, just not convinced with Peterborough anymore. And Stoke <laughs> have won one in eleven, so. Yeah, I mean, with Stoke, I think it's sort of like, unless you're on Baker, like, I mean, you could maybe make an argument for Jacob Brown at this point. Jacob Brown is still doing well. Despite the team being bad, Jacob Brown is still managing to do well. <laughs> Jacob Brown is the only one, like, not on the beach at this point. Uh, <laughs> uh, special mention for uh, Ben Wilmot giving away a just ridiculous penalty. <laughs> he should never have cut his hair. That's yeah. where the season's it's, gone it's downhill. It's all gone downhill from. since he cut his hair. Um, but yeah, I mean, we've talked about it before with the changing to the back three and it's still not working and... Um, or changing back to the back three and it's still not working. And uh, Yeah, I think uh, the one thing I will say, obviously, with the outcome of the game is there was a pretty decent shout for Stoke to have a, a penalty to win the game for a challenge on Josh Madger uh, that wasn't given. I thought it was very clumsy. And I think there's a, it looked even real time. It looked even more of a penalty than it was. I can sort of see why the ref hasn't given it, but I think Peterborough can consider, consider themselves a little bit fortunate there. Um, that's two draws in a row. Uh, this, you know, they're still conceding goals, they're still conceding chances, they're still riding their luck. But uh, I guess just mention Clark Harris. Like he's he's getting <laughs> uh, he's getting a couple of goals now, um, but. You know, the, the, 
There's no options there. No. I mean, you know, Bender's got injured now, so uh, even that improvement in goal is gone as well. So, um, yeah, it's not it's not looking great for them. Um, the next one is Barnsley one, Fulham one. You can talk about this one, Amy. <laughs> so we said that the Sorba Thomas penalty wasn't the worst penalty decision of the weekend. That's because that honour goes to this game. The penalty given to Carlton Morris in the first half of this game. Um, I guess the starting point is Carlton Morris dis- dispossesses Tossin. You know, they're having to pull at each other and everything. But he pulls his shirt to the extent that the, the sponsor's logo in the middle of his shirt is on his shoulder. And the referee's like, no, that's fine. Um, Carlton Morris is getting away from him. Tossin has another pull at him. If you want to give a free kick there, sure. Carlton Morris goes into the box and falls over. Like, it looks like he slips over. He, you know, he steps past the ball, slips over, maybe trips over the ball. And the referee stops seems to take an age like thinking like you know you're sort of like oh okay and then he gives the penalty and i can't tell what he's given the penalty for like i'm not sure what he's saying tossing did even like it's an incredible decision um and then like i mean carlton morris dispatched the penalty very well like in fairness to him you know i think he's he's another one that has done well recently um, got got a few goals, sort of picking things up, um, and then I mean they nearly went in at half time, two nil up. If Tim Ream hadn't had a sliding clearance off the line, um, Fulham kept coming at them. They did have chances in that first half. Um, nothing necessarily. I mean, a couple of things clear cut. Carvalho went close. I think they hit the woodwork. Um, they kept going, and then it, you know it just had that that one moment of quality from Harry Wilson. We all know he can produce it. Um, good pass out to him, just sort of quite crisp pass out to him by Carvalho. Gets it out of his feet and just bends it into the far corner, out of the reach of the keeper. Um, it's no less than Fulham deserved, but you know it's just that sort of moment of quality he can produce. But we also can't analyse his performance without talking about the fact that he also managed to head wide after that from about three yards out. It in front of an open goal after Carvalho found him. Um, so they'll feel a bit aggrieved because, you know, the goal comes when it's not a penalty and then also having that chance to win the game. But uh, it feels a little bit like results are irrelevant for Fulham at the moment. They're going to go up. Yeah. Like, you know, it's sort of like, it's almost just a matter of when they confirm automatic promotion rather than if, like... Um, you know, it's another point on the board for Barnsley, which is probably more pertinent here. Um, they are only four points behind Reading now. Um, and better goal difference. Yeah, and they have been improving recently. Um, I know we've talked about them before, but the additions of Bassey and Keener has been vital for them. And, and also Morris, just him coming back from injury, it's yeah. just his ability to hold the ball up. Um like when we played them at Lou and he caused our defence quite a lot of trouble, more than a lot of, probably even more than Mitrovic and play, players like that, which is quite surprising. But 
yeah but i think the the key for them is the is the added creativity like even with that the creativity and the the ability just the extra sort of creative ability like you know there were guys who were trying things before but the actual ability to execute of bassi and kina um has just sort of given them a boost and whether it's too little too late it remains to be seen um but they are a bit more interesting um yeah I bought Bassi for the double and uh, he got double digits across the doubles, you know. Um, but, you know, I think there are worse ways to go. I mean, they don't have the double in 40 and, you know, they're, st- they're still, you know, one of the bottom end teams. But I don't feel they're quite as targetable, although I would still sort of back players against them. Yeah, they have got... Um... You'd probably say two out of the three, though, are quite winnable. They've got Bristol City, who... Bristol City can turn up and beat Barnsley 2 or 3 nil, but they could also get hammered. And the big match, probably the biggest match in game week 40, Reading. It, it's perfect that they have to play each other. Like It's just so yeah. perfect. Yeah, we can just avoid them. It's brilliant. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then Fulham... It's the same old, same old. I mean, I think that the real debate at this point is every like people are looking to have Wilson and Mitrovic, and then it's do you have Carvalho, Cabano, or Nico Williams? Um, I'm on Carvalho at the moment. My plan is to get to Nico Williams. Um, yeah, I think I'm thinking the same thing. Uh, Carvalho probably goes this week for me. Uh, they got West Brom, then the blank, and then swap it around for game week 40 for Nico Williams to come in, I think. Yeah, and that's not to say that Carvalho is a bad asset to own because he's not. I mean, he, you no. know, again, at the weekend, he's he's got 10 points and it could have been even more. You know, he, he went close with a couple of shots. He, you know, should have had the second assist. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, it, it's uh, it's not that he's bad, it's just you know the way I'm looking is to end up on Nico Williams instead, but um, I certainly wouldn't say Carvalho is a sell. The one who might be is Cabano, even though he was an injury issue, because it's clear that um, him and Bobby Deckard over Reed are going to rotate that spot now. Um, that's become clearer, so he's the one who might be a sell. Um, but the next game we've got is. Uh, uh, I've got written down is today's game, Luton against QPR. So Dan, uh, you were there. Uh, you, you can lead us off with this one. Uh, yeah. So um, big team news for Luton. Naismith did start. Not convinced he's a hundred percent because he wasn't taking a lot of like corners or anything like that. And Jerome started up front instead of Cornick. Um, QPR that they their lineup was quite defensive. I, I was pretty surprised. Um, Chair was basically playing up front with Gray. Willock was on the bench, so was Austin. Dykes not back from injury yet. They had a midfield free of um, Fields, Johansson, and Hendrick. Um, yeah, it was, I was quite surprised with that lineup. Um, I thought Luton in. The first half were pretty dominant, to be honest. Um, scored a goal. There's so many decisions during this game where the 50-50 calls or the ref got it wrong or 
could have got it wrong. Um, but I think we deserve to be 1-0 up at half-time. Um, second half, probably should have gone 2-0 up. Campbell missed a decent chance. And then um, Naismith gives away a penalty where, I, to be honest, I didn't think QPR were causing us any problems at all. Yeah, I think it was a penalty. Yes, You can't lunge in. I know there's people say, well, Gray left his foot in and things like that. Um, but it's a penalty for me. Yeah. Uh, good, good, good finish penalty from Gray. Obviously, he was at Luton years ago, and I remember him numerous times missing the target for penalties, but somehow he manages probably his best penalty I've ever seen against us. Um, and then from then, they brought on Willock, brought on Austin, went a bit more attacking. I still don't think they were causing too many problems, and then it was just a, a ball into the box, and they flick it on, and... You could argue it's offside or a foul on the goalie. It doesn't get given and and they win the game. So, to be honest, I, I can't believe we lost it. Probably a draw was a fair result. But it's it's just one of these games in between the teams in the playoffs where that can go either way and just went QBR's way. So, yeah. But some of the decisions in this match, like how, how chair wasn't sent off, I'll never know. That's a red card all day long. Yeah. Um, my, my favourite part yes, was when please please talk about this one <laughs> was then we we uh, we done a long ball and it it hits the lino and the lino's on the pitch <laughs> and they they give a they give a throw in to QPR even though it's hit the lino on the pitch um, oh god it was just a mess the ref was a nightmare in this game. Uh, for both teams, to be honest, um, I don't know what you thought, Angus. Yeah, I mean, I think I think that that central point of like, you know, it felt like a draw was probably a fair outcome. Yeah. Uh, by the end, um, in terms of the sort of key sort of officiating decisions, because it almost feels like that's that's one of the big yeah. ways you have to approach it. Um, it was tight, but Adebayo was offside in the first half of the goal. Um, I I think it was probably handball on the Luton goal, but I don't know what is it isn't handball anymore. Yeah, it, so uh, I think it is that rule, that like we mentioned earlier on, you know, how Middlesbrough scored against United, that because he didn't mean to handball it, but... yeah. To be honest, that could have been given in either way, but yeah. Um, a penalty's a penalty. Red uh, card? Uh, before that chair, should be off. Um, I think yeah. he put, like, there's not necessarily the force, and I, I can't remember which of the centre-backs it was, which one of the big centre-backs it was. Was it Lockyer? Um, I can't remember. It could have been, but who crumpled in a heap to exaggerate the, the impact, uh, which, you know, is just smart play. Um, but he puts two hands into the guy's face. Like, I'm amazed he hasn't been sent off there. Yeah. Um, and the final goal, I don't think it's a foul on the goalkeeper, but I mean, he's leaning into the keeper, sort of nudging the goalkeeper along, interfering with the goalkeeper, importantly, in a definitely offside position. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I yeah. probably would have disallowed it, but 
um it's just one of those things um you know i'm glad you talked about the the throw-in decision because that that was my favorite (laughs) um but yeah draw probably would have been fair it's obviously particularly given that they've struggled a bit recently it's a massive result for qpr yeah um you know they 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 really needed that one i think um I'm, know, they... I'm not convinced, but I know I haven't been convinced all season by him, but I don't know. I'm still not convinced. Yeah, I I'm think it'll be interesting with... to see what they do selection-wise now. Um, yeah. With Willock, obviously, having been benched today. Um, and, you know, at some point, uh, Dykes might pass however many fitness tests they've had him do on whatever his injury is. So, um it'll be interesting to see but yeah i think they they really needed that result um in terms of the gaffer assets how uh how many do you have from these teams i have naismith uh looking to add any more or probably not i think if you've got naismith brie adabeo it's not a problem willock's not not a problem either no i mean i think i mean i know i said on the last pod that i thought he was sellable um oh he's sellable but he's He's not a problem. No, I, don't um, I wouldn't read too much into him being benched for this one. Um, but you know, if if you're looking to sell, or you know, you want an extra degree of form or certainty, then yeah, I'd probably look to move on from him. But he's not sort of a problem. Um, even the people that are on Bree and Naismith. I don't think that's a bad combination to be on. Like, yeah, you haven't got many points from it today, but um, even a couple of the deliveries from Bree on another day, you've got um, a, more points from him and everything. It's a different story. So, uh, And we, we've seen numerous times this season, if it's a low-scoring game, even if they're not involved, Naismith and Bree are going to get bonus. Yeah. Um, and I do think they looked a little bit better. I'm still not entirely sure about him but i did think they looked a little bit better at the back for having shea back um i don't not oversteer but no no over palmer but shea yeah yeah. (laughs) even though we only saw palmer for one game i I really wasn't convinced and i don't think i think it's also (laughs) just that familiarity in terms of the players in front of him you know when you you're playing with a guy that you've known or you've been with for like 12 hours like it becomes a bit of an issue (laughs) Um, we move on to the next game, uh, which was Bournemouth 2, Derby 0. Uh, Dan, do you want to kick us off on, on this one? Yeah, um, obviously no billing. Um, first game of his two for 10 yellow cards. Uh, Zamora bench, which I was surprised. I know you've been saying for a while that Davis has, has been doing quite well. Um, goal was Solanke. Um and then the, the second goal was low. But but the main player I wanted to talk about was Anthony. Um, he just looked good form, back to the form he looked um, earlier on in the season. Um, obviously, we've been saying all along that he's a striker, which is a bit of a problem because a lot of us will probably have Solanke. Um, Anthony, probably there is rotation risk with Lowe, Dembele, Christie, um, even Campwell, I think, can play from the left if they wanted to. Um, I'm guessing for Derby, the main thing was probably should have had a penalty at one at nil nil. Um, wasn't quite as bad as some of the decisions, but 
Yeah, um, I, I just put they're running out of time now. Like you would get into ten games, maybe eleven. I can't quite remember the number of games. Um, got to start winning now, and yeah, I think they've, we've they've seen got nine. Yeah, um, we're starting to see uh, since Jagielka that they're, they're conceding two goals in a lot of games now. Um, when they played Luton a, a couple of weeks ago, that they were pretty solid. They were in the game, but as soon as they conceded the first goal, we really should have. We had we should have won that three or four nil just because they have to open up an attack, and when they do, they 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 get overrun really. But yeah, I've got Allsop from Derby. I'm going to keep him. He's fine in certain games. Uh, Bournemouth. I've got Zamora and. Solanke, I think I'm quite happy with them now. Uh, Zamora, I think um, he went off, didn't he? Davis injured. So I think Zamora's fine now, again. Yeah, I mean, I think Zamora was essentially a, a tactical slash performance drop. But, yeah. um, I know I'd been saying for a while, having read the stuff that, like, you know, there was a view that like Leif Davis was closing the gap on Zamora and you know that it wasn't going to take as much of a form drop for Zamora to get left out which I think is what happened um yeah, Stacy at right back again because Smith managed to get himself suspended as well um in the in the game I mean Parker still hasn't decided whether he's going to appeal his suspension which is uh you know perfectly Scott Parker um <laughs> Half the time he can't decide how, when to make a sub. Exactly. So, um, so Smith will also be suspended for the game in midweek. Um, he missed the one last, like in the midweek, just gone. This one and the next one, uh, he got a three-game ban for grabbing the fourth official uh, when they were complaining about the foul on the goal they conceded. <laughs> um, you know, just of all the things to get suspended for. <laughs> um, Zamora, I think, will probably be back in the team now. Uh, like you say, I, I I really like Jaden Anthony. Um, I think he's looking back in some good form. Um, and Bournemouth, you know, they did well in this one. I think that's the main thing. They, they did what they needed to do. They got the job done. Um, you know, they, they've been put under a bit of pressure, particularly by Huddersfield. I mean, I know they dropped points against West Brom, but Huddersfield have still put pressure on them. And I think it was it was important after a couple of you know, really disappointing results to get back on the right track, just get a win on the board um, and get moving in the right direction again. Well, you've got the um, midweek, you've got Bournemouth against Reading where you think Bournemouth win. And then you've got the big game, Bournemouth-Huddersfield in 39. Yeah. So a must win for Huddersfield where you think Bournemouth can probably draw it and it'll be okay. Yeah, yeah. Um... So it'd be interesting to see, but I think you know, your your Bournemouth attackers in particular, um, you play this midweek against Reading, and you know, we'll probably talk about it, touch on it briefly later. But I think Solanke is also uh, a good captaincy pick for this week as well. Yeah. Um, next game, um, I think we'll be able to get through these quite quickly. Uh, <laughs> the next game we've got is Blackpool one Swansea nil. Um, yeah. Another good win for Blackpool. Uh, yeah, uh, Gary Medine goal. Um, you know, 
interesting defending from Swansea on that set piece. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I'm not sure what else to say about this, really. I mean, you know, Blackpool got the job done. They were probably sort of marginally the better. Yeah, um, I, th I think with with uh, Blackpool, it's just both. If you want to go for bowler. And for Swansea, I I I like the lineup they put up. I thought it was quite attacking. Yeah. They had Piero, Patterson. I brought in Patterson this week. I think they got the odd game, which is decent. I think he'll get the odd goal and assist. Um, Christie, Christie, we've seen Christie numerous times that he can get goals and assists. He nearly scored right at the end yes. in this game. Um, there are options, but I think Swansea, you play your midfielders and attackers against them. Um, yeah, and Black, Blackpool's a tricky one. that they sort of gone under the radar. I don't think they're really a target, but I'm, I'm never not playing a player against Blackpool either. So, Yeah, yeah, I think that's fair. Like, you know, Swansea, they've got a couple of good games coming up. If, you're, like, if you've got someone like a Christie or a Patterson or a Piero, you're certainly not concerned. Um, Blackpool, like you say, Bowler, that's about it. I mean, you know, yeah, there's always a bit of rotation or with the strikers or sort of early changes or anything like that. So I, I wouldn't necessarily want to go with someone like a Medine, even though he's had a few goals recently. But um, I think the big thing for them really is it's another it's another three points on the board, and I think they're twelfth in the league, and it's just sort of like. You know, it's almost just taking a second to say, you know, fair play to Blackpool. They're twelfth in the league. Like, you yeah. know, the team that comes up through the playoffs is always at a bit of a disadvantage. A because you know they're theoretically the worst team coming up, and B because they have the least time to prepare for it. Um, and they've done a great job this season. So it's just sort of acknowledging that as well. Um, but we'll move on to the next game, which was Blackburn nil, Bristol City one. Um. I guess this is sort of as much as we like it. This is where sort of sentimentality can bite you a little bit. Um, in that Black Blackburn obviously had the penalty, and uh, they gave it to Bradley Dack, who'd not long come off the bench. Bradley Dack, who actually has quite a poor penalty record, um, and I totally understand why they gave it to him and everything. But you know, he doesn't score, and then you concede. You know, right at the end to Andy Vyman. Um, no one is believing uh, Joe Williams if he tries to claim that was a pass. That's just one of the worst executed shots I've seen in a while that turned into an assist. But um, yeah, Blackburn, they're really stuttering now. Um, they're sort of hanging on to a playoff place. They need to, I think, to be honest with them, I think they just need to get a win. I know they got the win against QPR a couple of weeks ago, but they just need to, you know, have a win or two where it goes in off someone's arse or something. Like, because they weren't even bad in this one. Um, but, you know. I, th I think the problem is with, with Blackburn, they had that really hard run over Christmas and, and we, we, we mentioned it. They played Bristol City, who, let's be honest, a lot of teams are scoring two or three goals against Bristol City. They've ne the next game they've got Derby and Reading. Like if you, you should be getting four points from Derby and Reading minimum. 
Yeah. Um, there's no excuses for, from those two games now. Um, Dak being back is good, but it's, is he going to be back this season properly? Probably not. Um, it's a shame because I think we haven't had a proper season with Bradley Dak as an option because mm. it'll be interesting next season if they stay down. Like he, he really is a good player if obviously the two injuries haven't affected him as bad. But yeah, Bristol City, uh, the interesting thing was they played Vyman at right wing back, which I, I can't believe, but just your top goal scorer. Yeah, go and play right wing back. <laughs> I bet he was very happy with that. Um, and I think that was their first away win since October for Bristol City. So just another one of those stats. But Bristol City are probably the, the weirdest team in the league. But yeah. yeah. I've got not much to, to say about this. No, I mean, I don't. I don't think Blackburn's a terrible team to punt on for the next. If you if you want to, obviously they don't double in forty though. But yeah, yeah, I'm I mean, not bringing the, anyone. Maybe a defensive asset. Um, for the moment, I'm I'm not interested in their attack uh, until they start doing the part where they put the ball in the goal more. <laughs> uh, I'm just not interested. Um, and uh yeah the the next couple of game weeks they won't have Brereton Diaz either um we'll see what happens with their negotiations trying to not let him go away with Chile but we'll see what happens there well um, I, I think if he's not played the games then he doesn't have to go so well I think Chile are trying to insist that he goes and is assessed by their medical staff um which is their right so yeah, I know. Blackburn, Blackburn have to release him if if they call him up. So, we'll see. Um, next one we've got is uh, Millwall nil, Middlesbrough nil. Um, yeah, just just a good, uh, probably two good sides cancelled each other out. Millwall's games have been quite low margin anyway, so um, I'm not surprised it was nil nil. Let's put it this way. Um, Murray Wallace hit the bar for Millwall and Tavernier hit the bar for Borough. So, probably a fair result. Yeah, Both teams probably aren't too bothered by it either. Yeah, I mean, you know, the two teams whose strength is in their sort of defensive solidity. Um, and, uh, yeah, the, you know, competing for that sort of playoff run and they've, they've both sort of drawn here. Um just to serve my agenda, another game where Aaron Connolly starts and Middlesbrough don't score. So uh, just just throwing that one out there. Um, Birmingham nil, Hull nil. I think this is... I've got the least amount of notes on this game, I think. I You've think... got more notes on Cardiff-Preston. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, 3-5-2 for Birmingham. They had Graham and... Hernandez as wing backs and Chong was back playing who I rate highly. Um didn't even uh write any notes for Hull. They're just I think there's just a few teams worse than them which so they're gonna be lucky enough to stay up. Um that's basically it for those two. I'm I'm not interested in bringing any players in for them. Yeah, I mean Lewis Potter had a couple of chances. Um 
you know he still looks a bright player if you've got him i wouldn't be concerned yeah. about owning him um he also had a very vital goal line clearance to keep it nil nil um you know i've still got matt ingram um i might well sell him but it's not necessarily a problem um yeah you know they're gonna be fine um but yeah that it, it, they'll be not necessarily targetable but they're not not targetable <laughs> uh yeah they're fine but this there wasn't a lot to say about this game to be honest um and Cardiff Preston, uh, I'll get my comments out of the way, given that you have more to say. Um, I think it was, it was, it was in the second half before the first shot on target of the game or something. So like, um, that kind of says it all. I think a lot of people would have anticipated a nil-nil in this one as well. Um, I think there's still good options from these teams. Um, you know, with the with the five-three-two for for Cardiff um I like drama we've talked about drama before big fan of him I sold him but like um that's that's a part of sort of a bigger plan but I still like him as an asset um I know people were looking at Bagan I think you can't I think Doughty and Doughty coming back into the team I think he started the last couple so uh that's sort of the the death knell for that one um someone like Flint is perfectly fine to have as well um, but I don't think they double in 40, so that's something you have to bear in mind with them. No, they don't. That's why I got rid of Jammer. And, uh, yeah, on the Preston side, um, Daniel Johnson looked decent. He had a decent chance as well. Um, and Cameron Archer. I really like. Um, I think if you were looking at them, those those are the two. I probably wouldn't go elsewhere with them. Uh, but apparently, you have you have stuff to say about this one. Well, you basically said most of them. Uh, I thought Ig Piazo uh, came on and was a handful, like he has been quite a lot. Um, five clean sheets in ten for Cardiff. When considering it, they only had one for like the first half of the season, so. They're definitely looking a bit better at the back. And just the same with you, I, I just put Johnson and Archer are the two main options for Preston. And I think they're, the double's not terrible. Um, it's Derby and Blackpool, although they do blank in 39. So maybe, I know we went over it last, midfield dynamos. Johnson's not a terrible option in that, I don't think. Yeah, he's an option for me, obviously, with my sort of looking to move off yeah. Carvalho to get to Nico Williams. Daniel Johnson is one of the options for me, particularly as I'm underhauling in 39, so I don't need to worry yeah. about him blanking. Um, but that's all the games. Um, Jamie will probably be screaming at us if he was still here, but he's not, so... Uh, nah. Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're coming up on an hour, but uh, we've got the questions to go through um there's there's a few questions there's not many questions so uh that'll help <laughs> the the first one we've got here is from fpl red arrow uh robin who said he's got two free transfers and doesn't know what to do with them uh, he's goal festing in 40 and not too many blanks in his team for 39 who should he target uh basically nothing in the bank so i'll just do a quick read out of his team 
Uh, he's got Moore and Goal, Williams, McNair, Naismith, Egan, uh, Wilson, Swift, Gibbs, White, Mitrovic, Solanke, Sharp, and on the bench he's got Collins, Whiteman, Wallace, and Jabello. Um, so, any thoughts there, Dan, on moves that jump out to you? Um, yeah, it's tricky, isn't it? May maybe get rid of Wallace. Um, McCallum's back now, isn't he? So, yeah, I think that would be one of them I'd look to. Not sure who for, but. I think he would be the option. Not convinced with Swift, although his games in forty, a nice game. Okay. Yeah. yeah, but it but it's Reading. Um, I, I don't think there's too much else wrong with your team, to be honest. No, may, maybe a tweak at the goalkeeper position. Um, maybe come off Collins. Um, but that's about it, really, and that's just sort of like. If you don't want to burn a transfer and maybe you can, particularly given that you're tight on budget, you can downgrade Collins and gain yourself a little bit more flexibility there. Yeah. Um, so that that's the other sort of suggestion for me. Um, FPL Commander asks, is it time to sell Willock as he's been disappointing? With the doubles in game week 40 coming up, who should I replace him with? And he added a bit of context. He has already Carvalho Christie. Uh, Gibbs White and Buckley and 4.4 in the bank so would you be selling Willock I think I'd be tempted it's not essential though because because of the fixtures we said Um, although it's Fulham and Sheffield United so it's yeah I think I'd be selling Um, (laughs) 4.4 did he say yeah can he get to Wallace well, I'm just looking at it. He doesn't have Harry Wilson. Or Harry Wilson, yeah. Um, I'm not sure if 4.4 gets you to Harry Wilson. Um, let me just double check. Uh, Willock is at 6.6. So you could get to Harry Wilson. So that's the obvious one that jumps out. You could also get to Jed Wallace. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe if you want to sort of maintain a bit more of your flexibility... Um, depending on what your sort of game week thirty nine situation is, we have talked about someone like Daniel Johnson as well, um, who I think could be a good option uh, in forty. Um, particularly if you're if you're looking at the the doubles in forty, I think uh, I think he's got a a good one. So um, yeah, I'd look at Harry Wilson, Jed Wallace, or Daniel Johnson, depending on uh, which way you want to go with it. Um. Uh, Petri Ananen has asked, uh, do you think the mainstream might go uh, in game week 40 with midfield generals because they've already used Jeepers Keepers in 32 and Goldfest in 36? Or will they choose some other boost? And he says, you need to know your enemy. <laughs> Which I appreciate the, the spirit of that question. Um, so do you think that um, midfield generals will be the sort of boost of choice in game week 40? Yeah, uh, is it Dynamos or Daniels? I can't remember. There's two of them. Uh, I don't think really. One. I know which the mid- one. The midfielders mean. boost. Yeah, yeah. The, ti- um, the times two midfielders boost. Yeah, I I think players are going to go two ways now. I think you're going to have a lot of people go the underhaul route, 
And I think the other lot will go midfield generals, I think. Uh, midfield dynamos. I think that. I think there could be more of a split than what there would with there being with the teams that blank in thirty nine. Yeah. I think generally speaking, a lot of the people will play the one they didn't in game week 36. So I think there was a bit... There, there were quite a few people that played midfield dynamos in game week 36. I think they'll play Goldfest in game week 40. And I think those that played Goldfest, particularly if they've already played Jeepers Keepers, will probably play midfield dynamos in 40. Um, so yeah, I think it's, it's sort of that split in terms of it almost depends uh, which one people played in, in 36. Um, I think that... underhaul is more popular now, though, than what it would have been. Yeah, and I think a few will overhaul as well. I've seen a few people yeah. talking about overhaul as well, um, either this week or even in thirty nine. Yeah. Um, we've got one from uh, FPL Full of Ham, who says the top three strikers outside of Mitrovic and Solanke. Yeah, this this is hard, isn't it? Because normally you you rotate the third this season. I still think Sharp is probably the better, best option out there. Um, I don't hate Adebayo. Um, I think we've mentioned before uh, Piero as well. Their fixtures are pretty pretty good. Um, it's Chuck. I don't see too many others. Uh, Victor's not terrible. I don't know what you think, Angus. Um, so in terms of three of them, uh, I've decided I'm going. I'm. I'm not going to say Billy Sharp. Um, I'm going to do the textbook and overreact to Sheffield United's result. <laughs> um, I'm going to say Victor. I think uh, you know he's he's still ticking over and he's just had the big return. So. Uh, I'm going to say Piero because I, I, I like their fixtures um, and I think he's a decent option. And I'm going to say Cameron Archer. Uh, yeah, if you can if you can sort of bear sort of the blank in 39, if you can sort of deal with that um, and have the team to deal with that, I, I like him. Um, with an honourable mention for Keenan Davis. Um, and Owen Walsh. <laughs> I'm not sure whether this is an advantage or not. He's asked for a chip strategy for anyone with all three left. Cheers, lads. Do you know what? I've I've got a bit of strategy. Use some boost. I'm I'm sure he had them all left last time as well. <laughs> I think he just forgets to play. Yeah, I mean, you probably missed a couple of opportunities there. Um, I'm just trying to think what what I would even advise. Overhaul well, I... 39, Goldfest 40, Jeepers Keepers 44. Yeah, I think so. Uh, or I think I'd on... definitely overhaul. Yeah, depending on your team, you might be able to underhaul in 39 if you're already well set for 40. Yeah. Um, but I'd I'd probably Goldfest in 40 uh, in that case. I'd, I'd maybe look to overhaul into just a team full of doublers. Um, and then I'd probably Jeepers Keepers in 44 where you've got a few teams doubling there and you can... You can get a decent. You can potentially get a decent jeepers keepers there. Um, so, uh, so I'd look at that. Um, just bear with me one moment. I have to uh, switch Twitter accounts because I know I had a question. 
<laughs> yeah, uh, peek behind the curtain. I am the person behind the pod Twitter account now. You know, you know all the secrets now. <laughs> um, uh, Aaron Hughes uh, asked, uh, is it better to get rid of Swift or Willock for the rest of the season? I don't know. Swift has trolled me pretty much since day one. <laughs> it's hard because I think I'm going to say because also with with Swift with the COVID. I don't know. You go first, Angus. I I also have never at any point this season been wrong on John Swift. Um, I'd probably say him, but um, I've also been saying for the last two pods that Willock is sellable. So, um, but I They're think Willock, both sellable. Yeah, I think if I had to bet on one of them having a having a run, I'd be more like like at some point between now and the end of the season. I'd, I feel like it's slightly more likely to be Willock. So if you're selling someone for the rest of the season, I, I'd sell Swift. Um, but, you know, you could easily have both and easily sell both. So <laughs> it's a yeah. tough one, but yeah. Um, so we'll round off with um, the the sort of predictions. Um I don't think we sort of have anything else uh, to cover, so um, yeah, we'll go into the game. So uh, they're split over Tuesday and Wednesday. Um, so we'll start with uh, Blackburn against Derby. I'm going Blackburn, and I'm going to go for Dolan. Uh, I'm going Blackburn, and I'm going to go with Kadra. Uh, Bournemouth, Reading. I, I think it will, for that game, I reckon it'll be like one nil Blackburn. Yeah, like, yeah. they're like, just going to grind one. Yeah, and it wouldn't surprise me if it was like a draw either. <laughs> yeah, uh, Bournemouth. Going to go Solanke. Yeah, Th- this think... could be. It should. This should be a hammering, but it's Scott Parker, so it'll probably be like two one. But yeah, I think uh, I'm not going to try and be too clever with this one. I'm going to say Bournemouth and Solanke. Uh Barnsley, Bristol City, Barnsley, and I'm going to go Bassey. <laughs> um, I'm going to say a draw. Um. And I'm going to say Morris. Um, Birmingham against Middlesbrough. Draw. And I'm going to go McNair. I'm going to say Middlesbrough. And Tavernier. Um, I think he's due one, so... Uh, West Brom, Fulham. West Brom. Yeah. Grant. I couldn't possibly tip West Brom to win a game, although it wouldn't shock me if they did. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to say a draw. Yeah, it, it wouldn't surprise me. And I'm going to say... Oof, 
Harry Wilson. Um, on the Wednesday now, uh, Forest against QPR. Forest, Spence. Um, I'm going to say Forest and Brennan Johnson. Uh, Blackpool, Sheffield United. I'm going to say Sheffield United, and I reckon it'll be just. I'm going to go Billy Sharp. Uh, I'm going to say it's a draw. And Ekpateta. Go back to one of my favourites. Um, Cardiff against Stoke. Cardiff, Ipiazu. I'm going to say Cardiff and Drama. Uh, Coventry Hull. Draw. And I'm going to go McFadden. I'm going to go Coventry and Matson. Um, Luton Preston. Luton. I'm going to go Adebayo. Going to go Luton and Bree. Uh, Millwall Huddersfield. Millwall, Wallace, which Jed, one? <laughs> Jed. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go with the this, draw. This is just a game where Millwall, just no Millwall would do it. Yeah, um, I think it would be a draw. Um, I think it, it it would be interesting. I'm not sure it'd be good. Like the outcome would be interesting. I'm not sure how good the game will be. Um, I'm gonna go with. Murray Wallace and Peterborough Swansea. Swansea. I'm going to go Christy. Uh, I'm going to go Swansea and Patterson. All good. He's in my team. <laughs> uh, so that's our predictions. Um, Putting you on the spot, Dan. Uh, best captaincy picks for this week? Solanke. Yeah, I think it's... <laughs> it's, like, it's a no-brainer. Yeah, um, I think it's tough for us to... Particularly given how much we criticised Reading, it's tough to say anyone else. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think I mean, it's... Uh, are you, are you going to put like the vice on Mitrovic against West Brom? Possibly. Yeah. I, I haven't decided... Um, this might be a week to go against, um, although I'm still not entirely convinced by West Brom, but um, this might be a week to to go against, um, which which would be interesting. It would make life a little bit more interesting. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what, what might be interesting is to... Is it, I know it's hard to back against Bournemouth against Reading, but because he's so highly owned Mitrovic, it might be worth... I think it, this happened earlier on in the season where lots of people vice-captained or didn't against West Brom. And I think he got a hat-trick, didn't he, against him? I know, I know we returned big in a game where a lot of people yeah. went against. I think I was one of those people. And, uh, yeah, it wasn't fun. No, it wasn't, <laughs> no. 
you you know you you're taking a big risk whenever you don't but uh yeah it's it's an interesting one it's a potential one for people who are looking to go against i think it's not the worst one this week um but yeah that's uh, that's everything um i will also have a more prompt cup update out for you obviously it's uh this week was the second legs of the uh the last 32 um and so i'll i'll have the score updates out and the draw for the next round uh on monday um we're recording sunday night it'll be out sometime on monday um ahead of the next game week starting on tuesday so if you want to study up on who your opponent has had um then you'll be able to do that uh before the deadline um we'll be back at you so at some point it might be a shorter pod uh between game weeks because i think it's a uh, you know the this one finishes on wednesday and the next one starts on friday is it is it done on friday i feel like every week has had a friday recently so i'm just sort of guessing no it's a saturday deadline i love a saturday oh. deadline uh, we'll probably do it thursday then yeah or, so, or so our rain rangers playing they might be um we're, we're, we'll get know, one out. this is how uh this is how things get ma- get made uh but it's a 5:45 kickoff for rangers so we'll record on thursday oh yeah we'll do it we'll do it thursday. <laughs> um so yeah so we'll be recording again on thursday um you know we'll, i'll probably get it out a few thursday night um ahead of saturday deadline uh the the so uh yeah um in hope Uh, The game week goes well for you in 38, and we'll speak to you guys again uh, later in the week. So, uh, yeah, goodbye. Goodbye.